Wait. Hey, everybody. Ah! <laughs> hey, everybody. It's Christmas 2012. You're listening to episode 42 of the Non Sequitur Podcast. <gasps> Answer to life, the universe, and everything this episode. It is. We did not all die. We did not all die. The Mayans were wrong, or at least the idiot white people. No, the Mayans were right, the Mayans but everybody were. read what yeah. they wrote wrong. Clearly, because we are not dead. Unless this is some um, kind of like, uh, what's that dumb Bruce Willis movie? All uh, of them? <laughs> Winner. All right, let's move on. Uh, <laughs> right. so, yes. The Sixth Sense was pretty good. Sixth Sense, that is the movie. That I one caught me of. off guard. Uh, so it is Christmas evening. We are all here in the Longnecker house. We've got a special guest. We should introduce ourselves. Starting with you. I'm Kelly. My name is Aaron. I'm Melissa. I'm Amy. And I'm Luke. Aaron is the Aaron from New York Aaron. Yeah. The guy that writes in all of the difficult questions about fashion or the economy. Long time listener, first time caller. Yes. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, he, <laughs> Long time been, listener, first time participant. That is true. You've been hiding on the East Coast for four years or so. No, it hasn't been that long. When did you move to New York? 2009, December 2009. Okay, so it's only been three years. Excellent. Yeah, but I was hiding in Seattle for a while. That is true. Not so um, much hiding, but just going from bar to bar. <laughs> similar similar kind of activity. So you and I grew up together, basically. Like yep. We were best friends Fifth pretty grade much on. all the way through middle school and high school. We met Kelly uh, in that school system, and that's how the three of us became friends. And yep. actually, there was a while in high school where my parents' house was your primary residence. Up for a while. I should have had my mail. Yeah. And like, <laughs> like every morning, you would get dropped off at like 3 a.m., and then somebody else would pick you up to take you to school. Yeah. It was good times. I didn't even pay attention to you because I was still sleeping. We've done numerous dumb things that shouldn't even be aired on this podcast mm-hmm. together. Fire, um, fireworks. Many things. Melting things. <laughs> Lighting things on my head on fire. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, bad things. Yeah. Bicycles. <laughs> Maybe someday we'll have to address some of the, the better, less illegal what's versions. The, what's the statute of limitations on those things? I, I, we I should check we look them up. <laughs> and then once it's good, we add them to the podcast. All right. We'll have to add an extra segment to the podcast. <laughs> we never did anything exceptionally illegal. Just stupid. Yeah. We did some pretty illegal things. Well, I think... Most of them at the beach. Oh, yeah. yes. Well, that would... Let's just stop. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we've got that out of the way. Aaron is here, and it is Christmas. We want to talk about Christmas before we jump into the cards. Tell everybody kind of a quick synopsis of how our days went. Being married and with a wife here from Poland, like, what was well, it like? she's from New York. Well, okay, she fair enough. She was born in Poland, but, but this is her first time here. From 19 on, she lived in Brooklyn. Her accent is crazy, really? Mm-hmm. Wow, okay. But the, the area that we live in Brooklyn is primarily Polish. Oh, I didn't realize there was a Polish so, district. Like, yeah, some people call it Little Poland. It's Greenpoint. And uh, every restaurant, every store is all owned and operated by Polish people. So it helps to be, be able to speak Polish to get around the neighborhood. So did you and her move there because of No, this? that's where she lived. That's where she's okay. lived since uh, she moved here. And um, I moved in with her right after we got married. I was living in bed which is the ghetto. The actual ghetto? Yes. I lived on gates between Bedford and Neutran. Anybody <laughs> who knows where that is knows that that is the ghetto. Uh, I, I lived in that apartment for six months before I was still paying the lease, but lived with my wife and there were three drive-by shootings on our block within Yikes. those six months. They just put a brand new bus stop in and I was like, Oh, that's a nice bus stop. It's starting to make the neighborhood look nice. Next morning, go outside, police tape, shattered glass, <laughs> people standing in the streets like, Oh, did you see it? No. Blah, blah. Wow. It was, it was scary. So now that you're back here, how was your Christmas? It was fun so far. Um, I mean, Christmas was great. Of course I got lots of. Nice presents and ate a lot of food. 
of course, my mom likes to cook a lot of good Indeed. stuff. Indeed. So. We got some snow this morning as well, which is pretty rare for here. Yeah. Um, you're probably more used to it now living on the East Coast. Yeah. Well, it comes and goes. I mean, we have some crazy blizzards. We have hurricanes. We have flooding. Indeed. Yes. <laughs> All that great stuff. Between the shootings and the natural disasters, I don't know about New York. It sounds yeah. kind of like a I've place I've become to kind of numb to most things. <clears throat> I've heard that about New York people, but it's just too much. You got to like yeah. build some calluses. What about you ladies? How's your Christmas been? You're both sick, so let's just get that out of the way. Don't breathe on me. That's, I'm sitting as physically far away as I can being <laughs> next to you. Um, the, the snow was beautiful this morning. It was just enough to look lovely out the window and not so much to make driving challenging or scary. Or no power outages, no yeah. Power outages. Her, her voice sounds more mature Yeah, when, when she's sick like this. Kind <laughs> like of she's a, like a late night like radio yeah, yeah. DJ or something. NPR, yep. for sure. You guys need call letters for the call show. Call letters. Oh, jeez. Make them up. Amy, what about you? How's your Christmas been? Good. We did not have as much snow as you guys did, so by the time I saw the snow, it just looked like someone had tripped with a bag of powdered sugar. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You went to go see The Hobbit today. We did. So now, Ooh. thinking back to the last episode, do you feel satisfied with everything that they included? or? Well, I don't really remember the book, so I don't feel like I was missing anything. Um, but I enjoyed it. Good, good. Uh, we had a, a wonderful Christmas. We did a little one here this morning. Melissa got me two things that I really wanted, including that super manly tripod over there by the desk. It is... Who that is manly. Like, heavy not enough bad. to, like, kill somebody with. It is... Yeah. I hugged it when I unwrapped it. It was so is cool. It aluminum? Okay, that's yeah. not manly. It was a, it was a nice present. <laughs> uh, and then we went over to her parents' house, did food and more presents, I think... Uh, this might've been one of the best Christmases for me ever, just in terms of the, the presents, uh, between Kelly's gift on the last episode and the things I got today, it's like probably over $400 worth of camera gear. So wow. it's been, it's been a good props to two. me for like half of that. Contributing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's up? Yeah. You gave Luke $200 worth of camera gear. Well, yes, he did. Uh, <laughs> I, I kind of, I didn't get him a present last Christmas or for his birthday. So he just rolled all three so, holidays yeah, into yeah. one. Wow. So. Uh, what about you, Kelly? How was your Christmas so far? It was all right. It wasn't bad. You get anything cool? Um, I got some socks. Yes. Yay, socks, socks are good. Um, oh, I got, my sister got me some amazing things. She got me a, um, book about tree houses, which is <laughs> awesome. Just the pictures alone are worth it. I wonder if there'll be the tree house down the road. There's from- one, there's, there's a bunch of them from Washington state in there. There's one up in, uh, Redmond. That's actually on the cover of the book. It's amazing. It looks like this crazy. It looks like the the Weasley house from the Harry Potter books. Oh, wow. It's the fairy house. Oh, I've seen this. I've yeah. seen it. Have you? I'm not pictures. in real life. But I've seen yeah. pictures. Yeah. yeah. It was yeah. featured in the New York Times actually like two weeks ago. No, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really neat. Um, she got me that. What did she get? No, she got me some a like and a dislike stamp, kind of like the Facebook <laughs> thumbs up and thumbs down. An ink stamp? Ink stamps for work. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> he's going to like stamp it on someone's arm or something. Pretty I dislike much. you here. Exactly. No, you know what he's going to do? He's going to spend all day stamping himself because he's got nothing else to do. <laughs> Extra tattoos. Um, oh, and she got, well, this one was a little sad. My my mother passed away about a month ago. Um, and she got me a, uh, she blew up a picture of me and my mom when I was very little, about maybe a year old, framed it and very sweet. That, that is very sweet. Very nice. Yeah. I'm a little bummed that you just told us that because now well. <laughs> the present I'm about to give you is not going to be as awesome. So oh. you need to open this on the air. Okay. <laughs> uh. It's so 
For those of you listening at home, if you need um, help, the the present is to Kelly from the podcast. Yes, I have a little Even, mini Swiss Army uh, knife that I got as a gift today. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and it's got the it's already too late. It's got the Air Force emblem on it. Did <laughs> that from Granddad? Yeah. Are these Legos. An Amazon box. Actually, he, he may need your help. It, the box is taped shut. Oh, all right. Yeah, bring it back. See, I come in handy once in a while. Very handy. Thank you. There you go. Be careful. It's sharp. <laughs> I would Knife love it if Kelly, here. like, seriously injured himself on this podcast. I would not love that at all. Just blood everywhere. <laughs> it's okay, guys. Me, me just cackling because it's funny. <laughs> So we're not allowed to bump the table, but he can open a box on the table and make the, all the, sorts the, of things. The, the, the point of Kelly opening boxes on the podcast is basically to be as obnoxious as possible. Yes. Oh! Oh! Oh, sweet. Okay, they got me a Red Bull Racing beanie. He's been wanting one of these the for about fettle. two years. And oh so when we went to Austin without him, we had to get one. Put it on. <laughs> Hold on a second. Still got the tag on. That's perfect. <laughs> oh. It's very East Coast to leave the tag on. Fits you perfectly. Oh, it does. You oh, look just so... like Sebastian Vettel. I except do? you don't at all. <laughs> Not even a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yay, thank you. Yay, Christmas. <laughs> Yay. Luke tried it on his big old melon noggin. To, Ho- hopefully it doesn't uh, stretch it out too bad. <laughs> Make sure it would fit. All right, we've been burning enough time. We should get into the cards. It, right. is, it is customary that the new person draws first blood. All right. Oh, come on, man. This or that. These are the worst ever. What? I hate these things. <laughs> No, a live review. This or that, ham or turkey? Uh, obviously both on no. the plate. Or it means you have to pick one. Ham, because it's closer <coughs> to spam. Indeed. Turkey. Ham. Ham. Okay, Um. yeah, without ham, there's no bacon, mm, right? Good point. Mm, we're not saying getting rid of pigs or turkeys. We're saying <laughs> which do you prefer, ham or turkey? Okay, ham or turkey. Uh... Look at what I'm pointing at and say it. <laughs> turkey. <laughs> no. Oh. So two turkeys and a ham. Did you guys have any ham or turkey today? I had a lot of bacon this morning. A Actually, of some of it was turkey bacon. <laughs> turkey bacon. <laughs> yeah. My sister likes it a lot. Do you That's just, wrong. how do you get, tur- like, do you have to cure it? Like you would cure bacon or? It's, it's, it's salt. It's a processed product. Oh, it's like you grind it up and then form it into, okay. Yeah. I think they made. The turkeys and the pigs. Ah, that's a bad mental picture. It's weird. Yes. Aaron, did you have any of these meats today? Yeah, I had ham. I was going to have turkey. We were at uh, the the new dining facility at the joint. Oh, you're at the base? Base, yeah. So, of course, my grandfather always likes to go there for all the special occasions. And sure. uh, I did have ham, and it was really good. I was surprised at how good it was. Excellent. But the turkey, it was the end of the meal, so there was just like shards that they were trying to scrape off, and it was... Really unappetizing, so I passed on the turkey. Turkey shards would be a good name for a band. Uh, we shards. had ham at the Williams <laughs> would be, house. I like that. Um, it would be good. It was good, as it always is. I, I don't think I've ever had a bad ham. I've had bad turkey, but never had bad ham. We've had bad ham. Had bad ham. What happened? Like didn't cook enough. It was or? ham steaks, I think, and it was it was it was just it was bad. Just grew up in a bad neighborhood. <laughs> no, it was it was the year we let one of my elderly relatives buy the ham, and I don't know if she oversalted it or something. It was. It was bad. Was the ham raised in the UK by a crusty old fellow <laughs> named Bricktop? Probably not. Okay. Good. It would have tasted it, good. No, it would have tasted like human beings. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's a joke for all the snatch people out there. I hate pikeys. All right, Melissa, draw a card. <laughs> Save us from movie references. This question is from Allison in Seattle. Hi, Allison. What is one holiday tradition that you really dislike slash wish your family would discontinue? I don't have any family uh. traditions. Like at all, 
Well, maybe like one. On Christmas, when we do presents, my mom will wear like a Santa hat. That's about as deep as the long necker tradition goes. Your mom called me. Today? No, not today. I was going to say, she didn't even call me was, today. It was either yesterday <laughs> or the day before <laughs> to say Merry Christmas and all that. Excellent. Yeah. It was nice. So yeah, we don't have any traditions to discontinue, so I'm out. What about you guys? Um, yeah, we don't really have any traditions per se. We, we just kind of wing it Christmas every year. So, yep. <laughs> I think the only tradition that I don't like in my family is the indigestion that follows all the eating. <laughs> you guys have a Because you can't amount. escape that. Yeah. You guys have a fair amount of eating. Oh, at, They're at still all the eating. Activities. Really? Mom put out all new plates and I was like, well, I got to go over to Luke's. She's like, well, I just made soup. And, and you're like, and you're like, I've been here five days. I've picked up five pounds. Like, I'm out. <laughs> I have. I swear. I have. I gained weight. <laughs> Excellent. Okay, Williams, as you guys have infinite traditions, is there one you would want to get rid of? Actually, They're I, consulting. They, it, it discontinued a few years ago, and I'm thankful for that, because it, it started as a lovely tradition where on Christmas Eve after church, we would drive around and look at Christmas lights nice. in the neighborhoods. That part was nice. Mm-hmm. But then after a while, it got to the point where Dad and Amy would pick like a number, like 150, and we would have to keep driving until we got to 150 houses with Whoa. Christmas lights. Okay. That's a big number. Though. And I did not enjoy it so, so much when I got to that point. The way it actually, the counting of the Christmas lights works. Oh boy. Clarification. Is that we'd pick a number the 1st of December and we would count Christmas lights until we got to that. So usually we would figure out how many lights we had left to find. And then we would have to find new houses to get to that number. Oh, you couldn't why just keep counting have... the same? Because that's cheating. Good so point. I was glad when we discontinued that. We This is the only year that Dad and I haven't counted Christmas lights. We still did it. We just didn't take Melissa along with us the last couple of years. <laughs> <laughs> so what about you, Amy? Any traditions you'd like to discontinue? I, I can't think of a tradition that I would want to discontinue. Okay. Any that you would like to start? Not that I can think of at the moment. All right. That was easy. I wonder if Allison has one. Christmas sweaters. It's an interesting question. You almost feel like there's a, a little bit of discontent on her side. I heard Allison's family had found a Christmas present still wrapped from last year without a tag. Nobody knows who it's oh, for. Oh, yeah. We'll have to see who <laughs> that because so, they were fighting on who gets to open it. Who gets to open so, it. Yeah. yeah. So Sweet. We should get in touch with Allison and find yes, out. Yes, we will. We will do that. So we're going to do another listener question. It's actually from mom. Um, fruitcake, good, bad, evil. Is it even real food? <laughs> Fruitcake is awesome. Is Mom? it? Yeah, no, I've no. had a lot if of fruitcake fruit in the last few days. Yeah, we've had fruitcakes over your place. So. Oh, yeah. Is fruitcake yeah. usually... There's one on the table right now. Yeah. Can you have an alcoholic fruitcake? All the yeah, time. Absolutely. You soak it in yeah. rum or... So you just take it from the package and like soak it and then eat it with a spoon? No, it's no. usually already done. It's been soaking. That's part of what makes... So you have to like show ID when you buy it? Can it like, is it that no. alcoholic? No, it's not okay. that alcoholic. Fair well, it depends, depends on... Breast spray has alcohol. You don't need an ID for that. Depends on where... Depends on where you get it. Like store-bought fruitcake is going to have a much lower alcohol content than some homemade fruitcakes. Yes, of course. My mom had one a couple years ago that her friend Judith had made. She gets it, was, it every year. Okay. It was pretty boozy. <laughs> it's it's not fruitcake and rum. It's rum with a side of fruitcake. And when Judith used to take it to work, you were only allowed to have two pieces. Oh, wow. Like they would take it away from you if you tried to have more because you wouldn't be able to work. It was that strong. So clarify yeah, for me, fruitcake is the thing that's like no dough. It's just like nuts and those little gross gelatin things and no. like fruit. What are the things that's just like a big no, dense like... Well, that's bad fruitcake. Yeah, that's... Okay, so yeah, that is that kind of fruitcake, right? Yeah. Where there's just no dough and it's a bunch of chunks. Okay. But it's it's supposed to be candied fruit, mm. not gelatinized. Sorry, yeah. It just looks gross nuggets. in the packages. 
Mm. Yeah, but you know, you process something enough to make it easily producible, and then it's just nasty. Sure. It's like, look at macaroni and cheese in a box, which is delicious compared to like homemade cr- cheese sauce and, yeah. you know, with cream and all that. There's there's different levels of quality with anything. So I'm going to say I think fruitcake is gross. I think good fruitcake is fantastic. Is it rare to find? It's not rare to find. Really? Yeah. Suzanne makes it really good. Is, is that the, it. Is Grandpa that brought it over. Okay. And he gets packaged kinds. He usually gets whatever's on sale from? from, you know, discount stores like Tuesdays only, stuff like that. Okay. But he gets enough of them every year that we kind of know like, what's Tuesday. good and what's not good. <clears throat> and ladies, fruitcake? So I have two problems with fruitcake, both of which are my problems, not fruitcake's problems. I don't like... <laughs> it's I'm not glad. you, it's me. I'm glad it, it's no, not it really real is. We have to break it really I'm, sure, I'm sure fruitcake is lovely, but I don't like... <laughs> I don't like... She has such a great personality. She doesn't like fruit or cake. <laughs> if those are the two reasons, I'm going to think that's hilarious. You're no, a real downer. <laughs> I, I don't like fruit in my bread. Like, I don't like raisin bread oh, at weird. all either. Okay. Okay. What about and, banana bread? Oh, so good. Um, it, well, it, there's no chunks of bananas in banana bread, so I can kind of do banana bread. Oh, okay. But it's the chunks of fruit that I can't do. And then there's the... With the rum-soaked fruitcakes, it's it's soggy bread all over again. Like I can't. Oh, it's the yeah. texture thing. I had that a, sort of wet, moist. Yeah. So you're not had, big on bread. I had just either. a no. cake this summer that was just a rum cake. That she had put like an entire bottle of rum into this cake. Excellent. And it was like it was so hot out that day. It was sweating pure rum. It was amazing, but it was just soggy, disgusting mess. You yeah. just kind of you just ate it with a spoon. Mm, it doesn't it was, sound good at all. And it you only you good. only really <laughs> ate it to get drunk. So I was gonna say, Aaron, you could just drink the booze. Like, why bother with the nasty, moldy, gross cake? Well, I mean, I like things that are sweet and cakey too. So it was tasty. Yeah, it I'll was just that. really gross. What happened if you drop like a Twinkie? In yeah, but rum? Kelly eats Would stuff that, that he calls gross all the time, so he's not really. <laughs> Something you can pay attention. We need to, we need to go find some old food. Twinkies and, and <laughs> establish whether this is good or bad. That's true. Oh, yeah, it would work. We will do this. All right. We will do this. We will have Kelly eat a rum-soaked uh, Twinkie. All right, I'm pulling a green card. Perfect. Perfect timing. New York City recently banned most sugary drinks larger than 16 ounces. Do you support this measure, or did the government overstep its bounds? Fill us in, Aaron. Did you, this hasn't gone into effect. It's possibly facing some legal... Uh, pushback, but starting in March of next year, it sounds like you will not be able to buy uh, a drink larger than 16 ounces in, in places like uh, restaurants, movie theaters, food carts, stuff like that. Mm. I hate government control. Okay. So I think that's retarded. Uh, people should be able to make their own decisions. And if they want to engorge themselves on sugary drinks and kill themselves, that's fine with me. I don't care. We will come back to that if someone draws the right science card. Uh, Melissa, what about you? I think it's great. Yeah? You support this? Totally. So the thing is, you can still buy two 16-ounce drinks. You're not limited. You know, it's not like they're going to cut you off at one. So if you want more, you can always buy more. It doesn't do any good. Can you still get a two-liter bottle of soda? Yes, you can't. at, at so the stores. That's the thing is that grocery stores are convenience marts. I mean, you you can still... So, so you can't buy a point? drink. You can still buy a... It's more can. like restaurants or places where people yeah. overindulge. You know, it's the 48-ounce the soda at the movie theater or mm. the food cart selling, you know, whatever it might be. And, and for uh, me, I think that... I just think about like kids and I, I get where Aaron's coming from with like, if adults want to buy whatever they want and put whatever crap they want into their bodies, they're adults. They can make those decisions, but so much marketing for really unhealthy products is targeted at children and kids <laughs> are a lot like Luke in some, you know, you go to the movie theater and you're like, can I get a small soda? And they're like, well, for 50 cents, you could upgrade oh, yes. it to an extra, extra, extra large. I'm super and the guilty. kid's like, oh, I got 50 cents. I could totally have my extra, extra, extra large soda. And that's stupid. And so I think 
if corporations are unwilling to be responsible in their marketing and if education campaigns alone are proving to be ineffective, which they are, um, then a little bit of regulation could go a long way to helping kids grow up healthier. Mm. Cause yeah, you're still allowed to buy the largest thing you want in the supermarket, but it's the, it's more like the single serve point of sale personal consumption where you probably should only have 16. I mean, I think actually serving size is either eight or 12. Um, so 16 is already a little bit above the typical serving size. Kelly, your thoughts on this? That kind of sounds cool, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I, I've always been appalled by how big drinks are at like movie, movie theaters and things. And I drive a car from every, the every 90s. Time, every time they ask me if I want to get, you know, upgrade to the next side for 25 cents, I go I tell them to go stuff it, you know, and I don't, I don't need that much. If I'd wanted that size, I'd have ordered that yeah, size. Yeah, seriously. So you drive an Ultima from what, 93? Yeah. You well, have a Subaru Ultima. from 93. I have a Nissan from 91. It's always funny to try to put like the normal, you know, mm. Burger King or McDonald's like cups inside of a 1990s <laughs> car holder. Yeah. It just doesn't fit. Like it no, simply not does all. not fit inside. Not I had close. an 87 pickup with no cup holders. Excellent. That's <laughs> probably the way it should be. Um, and I, I never ate food while I was in the car. Probably I also a good just driving. Yep. <laughs> what no, about you? Can I can I say yeah, one yeah. more thing though? I don't want to get super deep into it because I think the podcast is more fun when it's like No, no, political rant, go. But I I think that it's so retarded that we have to regulate the size of the drink that someone is allowed to buy. I think that either the parents need to teach the children or society, you know, communities, people who are social groups, whether it be your church or your community group that you are with or your family, you should teach each other not to drink huge amounts of sugary junk or, you know, eat unhealthy or whatever. I, I think that's not something that the government should be controlling. I think it's a valid argument. I think they should have no say in it whatsoever. Except it's, it's not working. Those, yeah. those educational efforts in communities aren't working. And at some point, I mean, I, I get what you're saying, and that might just be because this is sugary drinks, but like public smoking or something like that, do you also feel the government has no business kind of structuring that? Or like at what point does it become okay No, for... because I, I think that the point of the, the public smoking ban is that you're affecting other people than yourself. Okay. Where if you're smoking in a room, everybody in the room is inhaling your smoke. If I'm drinking a soda, I'm not pouring soda in everybody's faces while they're standing around. <laughs> That'd be pretty awesome, <laughs> dude. Okay, we had an incident it's at a work yeah. last week. This, I don't know who it what. Well, almost. <laughs> uh, no, somebody came in. We have this big, you know, strict rule about strong perfumes in the office place okay. because there's a ton of us there, me included, who are really allergic to that stuff, and it affects, you know, our breathing. We can have sure. respiratory incidents yep. and what have you. And someone came in there with just, just disgusting vanilla reeking body spray. I'm guessing it's a like girl. <clears throat> yeah, probably. But like three of us in my department were like had a headaches and we couldn't breathe. And so they brought in this like industrial fan. <laughs> they put it in the middle of the room. They turned it on full blast for like three hours until it went away. And the best part is we're right next to the contact center. So, and we're pretty sure someone in the contact center uh, was to blame. So we're like, ha, suck it. <laughs> cool story, bro. That had not yet. Yep. <laughs> so you, you had the industrial strength loud fan in your office. Disrupting your work and you're like saying no, hot to somebody no, next door? It didn't. It, no. Our contact center and operations department are in the same room. I think oh. a better solution would be if you had gotten like a big bucket of water and found the person and just dumped it over the side of her head when she wasn't looking. The side, Just the side of just, her head? Just dump it. You know, just rinse right. it off. I'm going to pull a card now. Go for it. All right. This yellow card 
says Hurricane Sandy. Yay! Another apt... Why are you yaying a hurricane? Because Aaron... <coughs> well, Luke wants to ask all the questions about New York right now. Yes, basically, we just want to get to the idea of New York being awesome. So I'm going to talk about hurricanes real quick before we discuss Sandy How are hurricanes formed? Yeah, how, how are babies made? Uh, so hurricanes are made from the tropics when you have really hot water. Uh, basically what happens is the water heats the air and the air rises and the air pushes out basically a bubble inside of the cold air up top. And that basically... And then it forms a zygote. And, <laughs> and then when mommies and daddies love each other very much, you yep. have a hurricane. No, basically... Because, <laughs> Sometimes you do get a hurricane. Because you end up with the lifting air, it basically creates a bubble of low pressure system that just starts drawing in more air. And as it gets to that warm water, it just keeps funneling an elevator of hot air up into the atmosphere. And when it hits the really cold stuff way, way up there, it starts to roll over and eventually you end up with a spiral. And so the thing about hurricanes is that they love hot water. They, they basically like actively seek out hot water. The weird thing about Sandy... Do they actively seek hot water? Yeah, they, they, like it's... Well, There's a level of consciousness path, in the hurricane. Path of least resistance. The but, eye of the hurricane is looking down saying, ooh, I see some I hot, see some water, hot over water over there. Water. I'm, I'm gonna, going that way. I'm going to go check out the hot water. Hotty. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So anyway... <laughs> the, Do other... When hurricanes are hanging out, like at the end of the day, drinking beers, they're like, yeah, but was she hot? Water? <laughs> The tragedy with Sandy is that there was a, a system over Greenland that basically pushed everything west. And so New York, unfortunately, and other areas over there got New hit. Jersey. Yeah. Connecticut. So what you're saying is that it should have hit Greenland. Uh, usually they do curl out towards the northeast um, once they go up the coast. But this one was different. It got pushed inland and you guys got flooded. I think that was almost the worst part because it hit right at the high point of high tide. And that's why you ended up with all the surge waters and mm. the sub subways being flooded and... You know, that was a mess. The other devastation. So what was it like actually being in Hurricane Sandy, Aaron? Well, what was, let's see, there was two hurricanes. There was one that hit. Well, there was a hurricane and then there was the Nor'easter that came right after it. Yeah. Yeah, but there was one that hit like a year and a half ago. It was. Um, Irene. Let's just go Irene. With Irene. That's what it was. Irene. Okay. So Irene was the first one that I lived through. And uh, that was interesting enough because there was tons of wind and there was stuff blowing around everywhere and we lost power for a little bit. So that actually impacted me during the storm. Uh, and everybody was way more prepared for that one, like putting up uh, wood on the windows and everything like that. So that was a little bit more exciting to experience. And then Sandy uh, in our apartment, the, we didn't really have anything. There was no power outage. We lost internet for a few hours at night, uh, but everything else was really uneventful. And the wind was not that strong. I was I had a camera that could do video and I wanted to go and see like some stuff blowing down the street and sure. everything like that. Nothing. You walked no outside, it was just... I'm standing outside, I'm like, all right, let's see something cool. I want to see like some garbage cans blowing down. Nothing. Finally, there was like one construction cone that fell over. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, yes, put my camera down. And, like... and then it just stopped rolling. I'm like, well... And then, he's, and then he did a little tear rolled down his face. He's like, sometimes the world is just so beautiful. I can't stand it. <laughs> I was weak. Did you know anybody that was affected by it? Someone that lived in a different part of New York or no, 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 no. power outage for five days, anything? No, nothing like that. Fortunately, everybody that I know was totally fine. No problems whatsoever. Uh, it did affect my commute getting to work, though, because the subways were all out. <laughs> so my brother-in-law, who lives right next door to us, drives to work sometimes. So he had a car. And since there was no subways, we took the car in, but it was like a two and a half hour drive, which would normally be 20 minutes. I heard that because, because the subways only, were down. Yeah. There's only two or three bridges into the city from that side. So yep. everybody who lives in Long Island, who would normally take the Long Island Railroad or take the subways, they were all driving in. Wow. And so the first day, it was just a mess. There was just horrible traffic. The second day, we did the same thing, drove in. 
but they had put a limit so that you could only go into across the bridges if you had three people in your car. Oh. And that helped a lot. Uh, the only downside was when you're trying to get on the bridge, there's cops there with a roadblock pushing everybody aside. And of course, there's some jackass who has just him and his girlfriend in the car. And he's like, yo, come on, you gotta let me on. <laughs> and we're like, no, you need to move out of the way. You're blocking everybody else. Yep. Don't ruin my day. Uh, and then after that, they let it go. So the subway where I was, they started partial service after a couple of days, but it took a while to get full service. Where I was, I didn't get a subway next to my house until maybe five business days. But then finally we got full service after a few more days. Was your, that, that was about it for me. Like that was the hardest thing is just trying to get to work. Did any of the subways get damaged so bad that they are still inoperable as far as you know? Either saltwater corroding things or... No, I think everything's up and running. Everything's good. Yeah, they had a lot of people working on that. I was always w- curious to hear about the mole people, how they... The who? Hand, hand, the mole people that live under the city. Yeah, how they handled it. How they handled it, yeah. It would have been cool if you would have ran outside to take pictures and like 60,000 rats just came like charging down the street. Like oh. that would have been amazing. Oh, that'd be exciting. Yeah. Run for your life. <laughs> there, was, there was a significant amount of rats that got destroyed by the flooding. I heard that. Which is great because there's way less in the subways now. Oh, really? Like you can tell? Visually, you can see that there's less rats. You know, you walk down the stairs and you can see three or four or five of them running around on the rails. Now there'll be like one or two. Wow, I didn't realize you could see rats in the subways. Oh yeah, every day. Wow. Constantly. And um, most of the time they stay away from people, but there's certain stations where there's like a storage room where they put all the garbage, which I don't understand why they would store all the garbage. So there's certain stations that I know not to stand in certain spots because that's where the rats travel back and forth between their little paths. Sure. And uh, no, I, I, the only thing I have noticed about the rats is the ones that survived are the big ones. <laughs> Survival of the fittest. Now you have super rats. Yeah. Clearly, clearly larger rats. I mean, like this. Is that the body and the tail or just the body? Just the body. Ah, <laughs> he's holding up about like a 14 inch span. Yeah. Bad news. And they'll walk right up to you, those. Those guys are the ones that are hanging out on top of the platform. They That's, just want to be friends. Do, you, do people like kick him down into the rails or like? What's, Sometimes, yeah. 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 My wife and I were coming home from a um, fashion night out and we're standing on the platform at night. Of course, it was later than we usually travel. And uh, some rat walked right out from a grill out of the ground, which is just like a regular drainage grill. Just yep. walked right out, walked over to some lady and I was like, hey, you got a rat right next to you. She's <laughs> like, what? Oh, and he was just standing there about to go up her leg, I think. Who knows? And just give him the boot? Yeah. she. Well, I mean, she kind of jumped and the rat just kind of wandered okay. off, but he wasn't scared or anything. He didn't jump and run. It was just like, hey, what's going on? It's like squirrels around here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. You want to draw another card? Yeah, sure. Have you ever had two forms of media, games, music, books, etc., become inextricably linked in your mind? Yes. Yeah? Tell me why. Uh, wait. So okay. like, yeah, I'm confused by your... that question because I was trying to read correctly. Let me answer. I'll, I'll answer mine and then Amy can do hers. Uh, I don't know what it would have been, like Christmas 1995, something like that. I got uh, Zelda A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo on Christmas morning, and it was like the best thing ever because that game's amazing. But I also got the Carmen tape. Carmen's a Christian artist. Uh, I think the standard. I don't even remember what the name of it was. Uh, what I did was I went into my bedroom, started playing Zelda, put the tape on. When I got to the end, flipped it over, played it back, flipped it over, played it back, flipped it over, played it back, all while watching or playing Zelda. So now to this day, if I see Zelda, I think of the, the songs. And if I oh, hear I the you. songs, I think of Zelda. They are now like inextricably linked forever. I will always think of the other.
Oh, okay. I get what you're saying. So I'm just wondering if, if that's ever happened to anybody else. And it sounds like Amy does have a story about that. Um, there are two CDs that have books, separate books attached to them. The first three Harry Potter books and the green WoW 99 CD. Because <laughs> you were listening to it while reading? <laughs> yep. Specifically the song Entertaining Angels. Okay. I hear that song uh, and it's boys? like, yeah, like images from the books. Just come to play. Um, the other is the soundtrack to Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants and um, Aragon and the Eldest. Is it normal to listen to music while you read? Yes. Okay. Melissa does quirky things like that too. She plays Civ Five while watching Netflix. Like seemingly can't do one without the other almost. Um, can. I think reading would be difficult though with music in the background, but I don't read. So maybe I, I should listen to music and then I will. I don't know. Kelly, have you ever done this? You read, watch, and do many things with books. So um, I do sometimes listen to like ambient music when I'm reading a scary book sometimes. Like something you'll put like creepy audio on and then yeah, read like a Stephen yeah, King totally. Film? Like uh, there's there's an artist called Lustmord who does strictly does dark ambient music. It's all very creepy. And sometimes if I'm reading a book, I'm like, oh, this would be perfect with Lustmord. I'll just put Lustmord on. Oh wow! And uh, read while I'm listening to it. It adds so much creep to it. But I don't. I can't think of anything. I mean, two unrelated things that might be linked like that in my head. I know there's a video game, the original Unreal, was it? Or Quake, the original Quake. I can't tell them apart. Um, one of those. Who cares? <laughs> no, no. Nine Inch Nails did All the music, awesome music. Or, 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 <clears throat> or he wrote an album. I think it was... I don't he did the soundtrack for Quake. So now that you, he did... Or was it Doom? S- well, he... he he wrote one of his albums so that it would go along with the game. No, he actually did a soundtrack to a game. Well, yeah, he did. He did a lot of soundtracks, but it was one of his just regular albums that that uh, that fits with the pacing of the game somehow. Sure, I don't remember. Yeah, Pink which Floyd and Wizard of Oz. We've I, all yeah. heard it before. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I think it's kind of like that, but it you know it was meant to be like that, so it's not like it's. But but every time I think of that game, then I also think of the album. Now so. that I'm thinking about it, uh, there are a number of songs from Gran Turismo One and oh, Two. I was just gonna say Gran Turismo racing racing games where you play the same game Cardigans. for a hundred. Yes, it's Cardigans. that Cardigan song. That you always hear and think I'm of the intro. Yep. My favorite so that's the intro game. video for that that game. And whenever it started up, you could choose to skip it or watch it. I usually watched watch it, it, and then you end up with the song attached to the game forever. This is the perfect card for me. My science card is something that I'm quite afraid of. Are you ready Spiders. for it? No. Type 3 diabetes. Oh. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about type 3 diabetes. Uh, Melissa actually brought this to my attention like a couple months ago, so she gets at least half credit for it. Uh, quick rundown. Diabetes is basically an issue where uh, your, your blood sugar gets all messed up and you don't have... 
either sufficient insulin to deal with it or your body rejects the insulin that you do make. Type 1 diabetes is usually the kind that you're born with. Um, it's, you know, people call it like, you know, childhood juvenile diabetes. Uh, type 2 is what used to be called adult onset diabetes, but then all the kids started getting it when That's they were what everybody's old. got now. Yes. Actually, about a third of Americans have it um, or surprising. either have it or pre-diabetes. Um, and then, you know, you have other weird ones like gestational diabetes when you're pregnant. But type 3 is this uh, idea that was first proposed in 2005 by some medical people at Brown University. And uh, so shout out to you, Emily. Emily's at Brown. Uh, basically, the idea is that uh, they noticed that Alzheimer's has basically been um, linked to diabetes. But, you know, if you have diabetes, you're twice as likely to get Alzheimer's. And they started to look at what kind of issues was causing it. The, the thing that we've known for a long time is that you build up uh, amyloid plaques in your brain when you have Alzheimer's, and that's what starts to decrease your function, your memory, your personality, all that stuff changes because you're building these things up. And they tried to figure out what was going on, and they realized that uh, it's basically an insulin issue, that your body is or isn't uh, either using the insulin you have, it's resistant to it, or you're not making enough of it. And so it's starting to cause these like mental disabilities. Um, and this is really scary because uh, you know diabetes in general has been just exponentially growing over the last 40 years. And if it is actually the the precursor to Alzheimer's, we have like a serious national crisis coming in the next few decades because there's no stop to the diabetes epidemic. And if it does eventually turn into Alzheimer's for everybody, they're projecting like a trillion dollars of medical costs in the next 40 years each year um, as this becomes a big problem because caring for people with dementia is extremely difficult and costly. So you were talking earlier about not feeling bad about uh, people abusing sugar and getting themselves in, you know, health troubles by drinking as much as they want or <clears throat> choosing to have poor lifestyle choices. This is one of those things. It's almost like the smoking issue. It's not exactly the same for sure because people aren't inflicting it immediately on people. But there is going to be a financial burden on this country in the very near-term future as this becomes a bigger issue. Um, Melissa, so you're actually scared of this? Well, I mean, I like things that are sweet. I don't want my brain to melt out my ears and my personality to go away completely. So um, <laughs> the fact that like by eating dessert, I'm potentially like bringing on Alzheimer's to myself kind of freaks me out. I'm, I'm just being honest. It's a little scary because I mean, the way it works, you know, you, you eat something that's sugary, it gets in your bloodstream, your insulin says like, Hey, let's do something about this. And, uh, it's almost like, think of it like a, this is a bad analogy, uh, college frat party or whatever. Dude comes up to this girl and he starts hitting on her and he's like, hey, what's up, babe? What's up, babe? And she maybe like entertains his advances for a while to be polite, but eventually it gets to the point where she's just pissed off and doesn't want to deal with it. And the more she pretends to not notice his advances, the more pushy he gets. That's basically what happens in your body. Your body starts getting these insulin signals that, <laughs> that says, really good it says like, Hey, we should do something about the sugar. We should do something with the sugar. And eventually the body's like, F you, I'm not listening anymore. Just you talk to the hand and walks away. Talk to the hand, talk to the hand. And then you end up with rampant, uh, rampant diabetes issues. So you're right. There is a little bit of a fear that when we overindulge, when we eat a whole box of chocolates, when we eat a half pizza, when we eat, you know, a whole carton of ice cream. Dude, what are you eating? I've done all these things. Uh, that you are eventually <laughs> like building up that resistance. Um, it's, it's, it's probably more the binging than anything because you, you end up with just this surplus of carbs that your body doesn't know what to do with. 
So America, like we're is it, killing is ourselves. This, is this a problem that's only in America or is this something that's worldwide? We have way more diabetes than anyone else. So we will be the first ones to basically see if this is true. Hmm. Anyway, basically what I'm telling you is if you've already eaten a bunch of candy or sugary drinks or something today, you have made a mistake. Eat your Go vegetables. exercise. Oh. <laughs> Here's a message from my grandfather. Oh boy. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Eat your vegetables. <laughs> he Thank just you, nailed Luke upside the back of the head. That's, uh, that's from our youth. Every time my grandfather came over to visit, Luke was there. That was it. Eat your vegetables. Smack in the back of the head. To save me from Alzheimer's. Eat your vegetables. <laughs> Would you rather never use the internet again or never watch TV again? TV. Get rid TV. of it. Don't care. Oh, can I watch F1 online? Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'll get rid of TV. 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 Wow. Unanimous. Unanimous. Got to keep the internets. You make it need, so. You, you need it like a little <laughs> trigger that you can make cool sound effects when things happen. That's what he's for. He makes all the cool sound effects. Yeah. Pretty much, yes. Yeah. I beat you, you to it. <laughs> Thank you. All right, my turn then. Uh, listener. Star. All right, fine. Pink card. <clears throat> this or that? Drums or guitar? Guitar. Drums. Guitar. Yeah. Guitar. I voted twice. <laughs> <laughs> Two guitars, one drums. Cello. Cello, and that I'm a drums. A choice. What do you think? Which one do you actually like best? Cello is more closely related to the guitar, so guitar wins. I would have to go with guitar. I mean, that cello is actually my preference, though. Okay, so we got three guitars, <clears throat> half a cello, and two drums. Yeah, I've always liked drums the best. I, I know that you know guys that have guitar skills always get the ladies, but I'm no always... drummers. Drummers do pretty well for themselves. Do they really? Yes, oh, they yeah. do. All right, well there you go. It's so... bass players who get ignored. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to that later. Now we're just ripping through these. We are flying through these. Cards. I'll, do, I'll do a green so it slows down a little bit. We're going to revisit our 2012 resolutions. We most surely folks. are. Do you have any New Year's resolutions for 2013? Did Luke write down everybody's stuff from last I year? Did. He did. I did. Oh, God. So Luke's mind resolution was to do a better job of cleaning the kitchen and doing the dishes. Yeah, right. As you can see, <laughs> that hasn't really happened. Uh, Amy wasn't actually on that show. But Emily from Rhode Island was. She wanted to stay in better touch with distant friends. Any idea if that? And happened? she's not here. Well, she she gave you as an example, <laughs> Melissa. So has she stayed in better touch with you in the last year? Um, a little bit, yeah. So Emily might have seen some improvement. Uh, Melissa was to not be as sore after her half marathon. I rocked it. Yeah, you weren't as sore like a boss. I, I was not. I was barely sore the next day, and it turns out the secret is to just run fast. Yeah, I was gonna say you were both faster <laughs> and less sore. All right. This is the thing we actually need to address. And I put it in quotes. This is a direct transcript of Kelly's. God, I hate you. Oh, nice. Kelly Wildrick. I should try to date or something. (laughs) That was your New Year's resolution. So how did that turn out for you this year? Uh, Was it more dating or more something? Something. Yeah. Lots of something. Did you go on any dates in the past year? He claims to have done one recently, but he won't tell us about it. Yeah. Yeah, no I pictures did, or I did. didn't happen. <laughs> I didn't take any pictures. Uh, Probably a good idea if you want a second date. It's not happening. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I did ask a few people out. Didn't really go anywhere. I mean, or did a little bit and then not. Hey, congrats so, for trying. Yeah, That's hey, a, that I, is progress. I, I made the effort, so I call that a victory. That's a victory. All right. Yeah, but what level of effort did you really make? Were you like, uh... Kelly met lots of girls this year. He I was did. talking about girls frequently. I did. But were you t- like permanent friend zone with these girls or... That's yes. usually the way it goes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be so nice. I know. I'm really... Don't be so friendly. Way too nice. No lunch dates. <laughs> probably good advice, actually. Yeah, probably. <clears throat> All right, so what do we got for this coming year? 
New Year's resolutions. Melissa, you don't get to be even less sore than the year before. You need to come up with something unique. Anybody got one? Have I ever made a New Year's resolution? I have spent more New Year's Eve with you than I have with my wife. And I don't think you've ever made one. I can't think of one. I think it was always just to get more glow sticks. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That sounds about right. (laughs) Kelly? Uh, We're going to do more dating or more something else? Something else. Dude, you got to do more dating. Well, Well, but he could do something else for his resolution. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good point. Well, not to bring it down again, but I made some promises to my mom before she passed and I fully intend to make those reality and I don't really want to discuss them Ah, here. Yeah, that's fair. But... um, that's there's, fair, there's but it's two, not good radio. I know, I know. But there's two two things that if you know if I'm successful, maybe we're here next year. I'll talk about them. Okay. Um, but those those will be my resolution, I guess. And like, are you committed to starting in a couple in a week? I guess I'm starting on Thursday. Ooh, starting yeah. early. Yep. All right. So, yep. Weight training. It's things and stuff. Things and stuff. Come on, dude. It's me. You got to tell me. It's not just, <laughs> just text me. Just ignore these right, microphones just text here, me here and then text you. Oh boy, here we go. And then I'm just going to say it out loud. <laughs> um, Melissa, New Year's resolution? Um, so I don't like New Year's resolutions because I always feel bad if I don't make it. But but you totally blew that last one out I of the water. I blew the last one out of the water, so I'll give it a shot. Um, I think I would like to do more craft projects. Yes. Because I like, I like doing craft projects. I, I decorated our house for Christmas this year. With my banners. What is that? That is finish. Finish for Merry Christmas. Sweet. Yeah. And then French for Merry Christmas. And then over the mantle, we've got Swahili. Very um, cool. Very cool. So I, I, don't, I don't have a number to put on it for like, I'm going to do X number of craft projects, but I think I would like to do more craft projects in this coming year. You got about four or five miles of yarn this morning for Christmas. So I did. I got a whole basket of yarn. <laughs> I should knit something. Aaron? <gasps> You, you want to start making New Year's resolutions now or no, continue your tradition? I'm not interested in it. Tradition is to not make any New Year's resolutions. No. I, I try to just, as I come up with something to do for myself to set goals, I just try to do it when it comes to my head. That's fair. Which is the healthier way yeah. of doing goal Usually, setting according yeah. to scientists. Because yeah. I think what happens is you get sidetracked on this one thing that you're focusing on, whether or not you're actually achieving it within a timeline that you feel good about. And then you forget about the other things that you could be paying attention to as you go. Amy? I think I would like to try and finish some of the projects I've started. <laughs> That's a good resolution. I, that would almost be mine if I thought it was even possible. Um, so your resolution is to try and finish them, not actually finish yes. them. Well, my resolution is to finish these projects that oh, okay. I have started. And by started, either things are cut out and actually partially done, or the fabric has been purchased. What about them. stuff like your nano book? The 449 words that you wrote, is that ever going to be expanded upon? Mm, probably not. Kelly, what about you? You, you going to write another book? Yeah, you have any writing projects in the process? What happened to the last two books? Or is this leading towards mom's resolution? It starts on Thursday. Ah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting it's for books for quite a while. I know. He had a tragic loss. We'll have to forgive him for yeah, that. But how the, does that happen? The that's, book that's disappeared? What, poor decisions. I don't, I don't understand how that Mistakes were made. Mistake, yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about it. <laughs> the good news is Amy has jury duty next week, so she could work on some of her small projects. Turns out that you usually don't have to do anything for jury duty. I know. So I you know, leave your phone at home and you know bring your project. All right, I got a question yep. for everybody. How many times have you been called for jury duty, whether or not you had to go? Once for me. Three times, oh, Kelly? So Kelly's up there. Three times. Well, how do you keep getting called? I don't know. I 
I'm unlucky, I guess. Have you actually served? Or nope. did they Nobody slept Not did you? once. And one day, like the second time I went, they asked for volunteers to go sit at a second jury call. Or I don't even know what they're called. I sat there for probably 12 hours that day, not getting picked. It was very, very, very boring. When I was 19 years old, I got on jury duty and... We spend the whole, like you have to get there at 7.30 or whatever. We spend until like one o'clock just sitting around. And then the judge decided to dismiss the whole case on the grounds of basically entrapment. It was a case where uh, some guy, the, the police wanted to do like a drug bust with a drug dealer. And they proposed that they meet at a schoolyard to do the, the deal hmm. so they could get him with extra time. Oh, yeah. And the judge was like, sorry, guys, that's not how this yeah, works. That I'm throwing the whole case out. Yeah. So didn't have to serve. Yeah, I had to go in one time, and uh, the jury selection was weird because they called us all into the actual court to get started. And then the defendant started getting all hyper and talking to his lawyer, so then they asked everybody to step out into the hallway. And they called us back in after about 15 minutes, did the whole thing again, then had to step out, but then they couldn't have us in the hallway, so we had to go into the side office. And it was actually somebody's working office. They had desks, there's people like doing their job in the court. And then 35 people walk in into a space that's... Not much bigger than this room, probably smaller. Sure. And it was very weird. And uh, apparently the guy was being charged with like 14 different counts of assault. And it was assault on the fire chief, police chief, <clears throat> deputy. Oh. What happened was <clears throat> the fire department, the Throw police the department, out. and the sheriffs were having some kind of get together at a pub. And he got drunk and belligerent and tried to start a fight with all these people. Ah. And so he started swinging. And so each person had multiple counts of assault, except they were all officials. <laughs> I can't imagine that turned out well for him. No, but all in all, I have been called for jury duty four times. Whoa. Or gotten the summons. I sure, at least. got to get out of it the last few times. The last time I was actually supposed to call in in the morning to check whether or not I had to go in was the day Hurricane Sandy hit. So then, so they canceled nothing. Yeah, and I'm waiting for my paperwork because in New York you cannot get out. You have to serve at some point. So you I will be defer, getting. But yeah. yeah, eventually I will have to go in, and I will get another letter pretty soon. I'm sure. Four right. times, man. Right. What's up with that? You should pull that. That is not card. that random. Four times, in three different counties. That is a lot. This is from from uh, Bob in Seattle. Is anybody planning to start a new hobby in the new year? So he, he mentioned with this question that him and his wife are going to start building terrariums, which nice. I think is kind of a neat hobby, like something you don't usually hear people get into. Um, so I wasn't sure if anybody was planning to so start wait, something new or so, terrariums, like, like those little glass things you put ants, um, plants. I plants. think of like okay. spiders and stuff. Whoa. Aaron right has here. a picture of a terrarium. Is that yours? That's mine. That's one of my two. What's inside of it? Moss. They squishy. And <laughs> some other stuff. No. Some shells and some rocks. No arthropods or anything? <clears throat> Not on purpose. Uh, what I did is <clears throat> I found a bunch of cool jars because terrariums are very popular in New York now, especially in Brooklyn. Because you can put them on your windowsill. And... I mean, nobody has room for a garden anywhere. And uh, growing plants in a dark apartment is difficult without lighting and such. But the, uh, the terrariums are easy because they're low maintenance. So I just went out into the... Um, not as needy as a cat. <laughs> and I pulled some moss off the sidewalk and stuck it in a nice jar with some sand Done. and rocks. And I even got the real charcoal that you put at the bottom so it doesn't stink and everything. Well, thought through. So far, um, I've had them since, well, springtime. So no work. Excellent. Twice I've had to put a couple more drops of water in and that's it. 
but it's cool. It's nice, you know, a little bit of green. So, any any hobbies for anybody else? No. We are boring people, Kelly. I wanted to play the lute. You're going to spend this year, I'm guessing, riding your motorcycle more. Oh yes, there's that. That might be a once, hobby. Once the you're not going to play your loot while you're riding your motorcycle, are you? No, not yet. That's That'll be 2014. Bad. Yeah. That, once I'm proficient at both, then <laughs> work on that. And then write a book about it. Yeah. The loot playing motorcyclist. Yeah. Looter cycling. Looter cycling. Looter cycling. It's not a new hobby. I'm planning to spend 2013 doing a lot more photography. Nice. Um, so with all the neat things people got me today and things that I've purchased over the last six months. I've uh, seen some of your stuff and it's pretty good. Thank you. Little props to you. You you definitely have an eye for taking pictures of people. I remember when you were in your, your photography phase, I thought your portrait work was exceptional. You oh, I look good, back at that stuff, it's terrible. I was in the attic the other day. I think it's great. And it was so, awful. But you never really took but anything always, else. You seemingly took a higher people standard pictures. for myself. No, no. I think um, I went through a phase where I was doing a lot of macro. Okay. Super, super up close of things. You know, like the fibers in cloth and... Huh. Okay. I didn't yeah. realize that. Did you still have your camera? No. Uh, I had that Pentax for forever. Yep. Dropped it and it's damaged. I think it can be repaired, but I don't know. So, sorry, Bob. <laughs> we are boring and have no aspirations. But we would love to see pictures of your terraria. Yeah. Also, that game is great. Which is, by the way, the proper plural. Fair enough. So I w- I'll probably have to pass this one around. This one may need some oh, yes. help for folks. This um, It's a very time-sensitive and important question. What is the correct hierarchy for M&Ms? So in terms of chocolate, peanut, pretzel, almond, peanut butter. Well, which is mint, king, which is second place. Like, How do you rank your M&Ms? Oh my God. Coconut. This may be the most significant question we've ever had. <laughs> uh, I second that. So I can no longer eat M&M's, um, which means I have never eaten a pretzel M&M, and I've never eaten a mint M&M, and I've never eaten a coconut M&M, which are one of the new Why flavors. can't you eat M&M's? I'm, I oh, chocolate. yes. Yeah. That's right. Um, Why? Uh, it makes me terribly ill. Were you in My Girl? <laughs> <laughs> it's great, though, because there's all this chocolate over here that her students gave her at the end of uh, school, and I'm just eating it now. Awesome. They were secretly trying to kill her. Yes. Yeah, horrible. I'm doing all right. Um, anyway, so my favorite when I could eat M&M's were the peanut M&M's. Yellow bag. Very Mm -hmm. good. Um, I also really liked the peanut butter, but I think for me it would have gone peanut, chocolate, peanut butter, almond. Okay. Oh, almond. I forgot about those. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, They were just hard to come by, so it's hard to gauge them because you didn't eat them as often. Yeah. Probably would be chocolate, pretzel, peanut butter, mint... All of the rest of you them. You like the pretzel M&M's? I do like the pretzel oh. M&M's. Um, I but I don't like any kind of nut, like actual nut. Sure. So I don't care about peanut or almond M&M's. <gasps> the and crispy M&M's. What about... Those were also pretty good. I didn't put the full list on there because there's actually a lot. So um, The crispy M&M's would also be before the nut or coconut because coconut's disgusting. Fair enough. Mm. I would actually say peanut butter first, then peanut second, then <laughs> normal third, and then it all just falls apart. Isn't a peanut butter M&M a Reese's Pieces? It's similar, but not. because no, there's no Reese's chocolate. Pieces aren't as awesome. Well, and there's Reese's no chocolate. Reese's Pieces have no chocolate. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had a Reese's Pieces in like a decade. I think peanut M&Ms are the better. better. Do they or still exist? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, they're very popular. I ate some at the movies today. Yeah. Um, cool. But yeah, I think pretzels are vile and they should be discontinued. Pretzels? The pretzel M&M's. Well, you're just weird. They should make 
Cheeto yeah. M&M's. I appreciate it, everyone's input. Do not input. give them ideas. No, no, no. I appreciate everyone's input, but you're all wrong. Let me tell you how this works. Um, I think you have to actually set it up like a like a pyramid system. Um <laughs> With with levels, you know, equals all some of them top side of the food chain. Okay, top of the food chain is obviously. So chocolate. what is the apex predator? Chocolate, obviously, milk because, chocolate. You know, it was original and it's still. You know, you can. So good. Um, Kelly, by the way, was just making a motion of tossing back hands full. Yeah, like. <laughs> M&M's into his mouth at one time. Not yeah, even so, so much many into his mouth, but just covering himself yeah. with M&M's. It's kind of like rubbing <laughs> oh, on okay, this is awkward. shower. This is awkward. Um, <laughs> and then I think the second level, you know, you got one on top and then two yeah, below. I know how pyramids work. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, I think we put the peanut and the peanut butter under that. That's level two. Okay. And then the base would be the other varieties, the almond, the mint, just don't care about coconut, whatever. They're good, but they're weird. You would they're eat them weird. if you didn't and have another M&M option? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to put the crown on the chocolate, and all other answers are wrong. <laughs> okay, so I just say uh, chocolate, then the peanut, then the almond, then the mint, and then I don't care about the rest of them. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a... Uh, uh, Line in the sand with a lot of those lower ones, like the coconut and stuff. People just don't. But even now, want were the it. mint ones the ones that only came out at Christmas that were they, like red, they green, and out, white? They sometimes would come out like St. Patrick's Day as well, and oh, so, you know, they they do dumb things that like that. Sense. So those, are, yeah, those are like the only ones I've never actually liked. Yeah, mint is weird. weird. I believe you can also get customized M and M's. You can get, can. We can get can them get, with your face on them. Yeah. What? Yeah. Yes. As like white paint or yeah. can, okay, what? or like your own initials. Yeah, you, I've seen people do that for weddings. What like food at weddings? You could totally do. See what I what I always did is I always picked out all the W's. Marriage proposal. Just toss her a bag of M and M's. Be like, hey, what's up? And and then walk away. See, this is why we need to work on the baby. No, steps no, of you no. Getting married because <laughs> clearly you are in the friend zone, and then it's going to be like, here's some M and M's. That's that's not how at all how it's okay. Shut up. <laughs> See, I could teach somebody you pull how to a card. It. I could teach you how to do it, Kelly. Save us, Amy. Would you rather have 25% more free time or 50% more spending money? Yes. Yeah. I, what? <laughs> <laughs> 25% more time or 50% more money. I think both of those could be very dangerous. Yeah? Yeah. Like time, one of those backfiring time, genie wishes time. or what? Yeah. Well, I mean, having extra time, side. like realistically, what would I do? With yes, I would it waste is. it. I would waste Extra free time. Yeah, but the cool I wouldn't thing about do anything that. meaningful with it. And same thing with them. Like it, it's it's 50% more spending money, not like a 50% increase in your income. It's 50% more spending money. And so like that implies that's the money that I have set aside to spend on like myself or. So yeah, I that's know. like 50 bucks for me. So <laughs> take the I'll take the time. I'm glad you pointed that. Yeah, out. but even if you had more time and you wasted it, at least then you would be able to waste your time and not feel bad about it because that's your extra time. <laughs> that's an interesting way to look at it. You'd be like, "Well, I just wasted my extra time, but that's cool because now I don't feel like I need to waste any more time. time." Yeah. So now my normal time I can use to be productive. You don't think that'd work? No, Amy. You have neither time nor money. Go. That is kind of true. I. <laughs> So you get either three minutes here or five you don't have time. <laughs> She's very busy. Yeah, I know what that's like. I think I agree with Melissa that both of them are a bad idea, partially for different reasons. I mean, 25% more free time, that would come as a, I mean, that would come, where would that come from? Would that come from getting less sleep? Would that come from working less? 
you know, what are the things that you give up in order to have those things? 50% more spending money, that would mean that you're making, you'd be making more money at what expense? Or your bills would be lower. At there are many expense? ways that this could turn out. I think, or interest rates may have changed. <clears throat> sure. Uh, I think I'd rather have the more time. Wait, wait, wait. I got a question for yep. you. Is it more time as in you have less stuff that you have to do? It's the same 24 hours? Or is it like it's a 36-hour day? That's that's always the difficult thing, right? Because, you know, if this was a, a jerk genie and you you know, ask for the 25% more time, you know, you'd walk into your job the next day and your boss would be like, well, we're cutting your hours 25%, you yeah. know, and you'd be like, dang it, <laughs> didn't see that one coming. Yeah, and you also um, lose some of your money too. Yeah, so uh, we're just going to say if, you, if your life could somehow improve by having one of those two, it's only mm-hmm. a benefit. I'd say I'd rather have the more time. Time. I think that's more precious to me at this point in my life than money. Kelly? What? <laughs> You want me to pull a card? Money or time? Did you say one? I already said time. Okay. I missed that. All right. Blue card. Kyle from Vancouver, because he moved. Uh, did Vancouver, you, Washington? Vancouver, Vancouver, Washington. Canada. Yes. I would not be answering his question. Which was well, so he, sad. If he was he from Canada, he would be living just in a like parking a, lot a by now. There. That's probably true. Because uh, you're going to pave Canada? That's the plan. Kyle from Vancouver asks, did you believe in Santa Claus as a kid? <laughs> yes. And Briefly. I guess the, the next question would be, how long did that last? Not entirely sure. It was probably four or five-ish when I figured it out. Oh, really? Like, do you figure it out or like someone spoiled it for you or? I don't know. I honestly don't know how that came about. I just know that I was pretty young when I no longer believed in Santa. So it was probably spoiled for me, to be honest. But that would be... That would make more sense. There were always big jerk kids in my very young life that liked to... I didn't know you at that point. ...ruin everything. Taking no credit. No, yeah, it wasn't you. Um, but yeah, I'm pretty sure it was ruined for me around four or five. Amy, I'm guessing you believed in Santa Claus till you were like 15. I Honestly, I don't know whether or not I believed in Santa Claus or when that was ruined. Um, I've, I've asked my parents and they couldn't put a date or a time on it. Um... What was the the dynamic there as you being the older sister? Like you learned she was still young. Did you have to keep a secret or? So I have no memory of like a traumatic finding out Santa wasn't real moment. I have no, I have no memory of anything like that. It, it became apparent that like my mom did the Santa Claus presents. And I think the thing that helped me with it the most, and I, I have no idea how I treated you about Santa Claus, so I, I honestly no can't talk about as the a child, so. sibling thing. But like, I was really into Christmas stories from around the world as a kid. So hearing all the different stories about the different ways people believe in Santa Claus, I think made it way easier because it's like, oh, well, so Santa's different in every country. You're such a teacher. Um, yeah. I, but I mean, this is like fourth grade. I, you know, I actually what grade asked, do you teach? I teach 10th grade. Oh, okay. <clears throat> I actually asked Santa Claus about the whole thing. Like, does he have to carry different passports <laughs> <laughs> with all the different names, like St. Nicholas or Sinterklaas or anything like that? And he, he totally brushed me off. It's like, you're a smart little kid. Get that, off my lap. That's exactly <laughs> what he said. You know, just keep being a smart little girl. And I was like, you didn't answer my question. <laughs> my dad pulled out a VHS tape that was from like 1990 or 1992. And uh, it's a shot of my mother and myself putting little Santa statues into a display case, getting ready for Christmas. And as I'm doing this and unwrapping them from the tissue paper, she's explaining in detail the history of where the Santa Claus tradition comes from for each country. And she has a Santa statue from each different country. Oh, cool. 
My mom has been an educator. So did she you believe that as a child? She was always teaching all the time. As far as I can remember back, you know, how, you know, my consciousness, when I became a conscious child, I don't ever remember believing in Santa. Sure. I don't remember having an epiphany at any time. So I have an older sister who both actively hated me and resented me when I was young. <laughs> and so I, I don't think I honestly believed in any of those childhood fairy tales, the, the tooth fairy, Santa Claus, Easter bunny, like she actively tried to ruin those at the youngest age possible. What about ghosts? Um, aliens. She didn't play with me that way. She, I mean, she, the scariest thing in my life at that point was her. So it was it like, it, and that's a real thing to be afraid and of. And that was a real thing <laughs> to be afraid <laughs> of. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it was, there was no like monsters under the bed. It was like, I'm going to come beat your ass if you don't shut up. Like that was my sister when we were young. So, um, yeah, I didn't have a Santa Claus, I don't know, fable at any point. Stolen from me. Explains how I turned out. All right, Kelly, draw that blue card. Why? I want to draw the pink one. It's important. All right. <clears throat> Doesn't have a star on it, so it can't be that Is important. it Periwinkle Blue? It is Periwinkle Blue. All right. This one's from Mark from Tenino. What is our opinion on current gun control laws? Does Melissa feel any fear being a teacher? Oh, gosh. I know. Difficult question, right? I mean, this is a sensitive issue now with what's happened around this nation, but... Yeah. It. You know what? I'm... I'm I'm really appalled that this has become a conversation about guns at all. I mean, sure, you know, people want to blame it on the gun, the fact that the kid was able to get the gun. Um, but that's that's not what that was about. What happened was horrible. The kid was sick. He did a terrible, horrible thing, and a lot of young people lost their lives and that's all it needed to be. But now, you know, the NRA and all these rednecks and gun proponents have blown it into this huge thing where they've got to protect their rats, you know, and it's just ridiculous and I hate it. I'm sick of hearing about it, to be honest. Yeah. Aaron, I'm curious about you. Mr. Don't want the government doing anything. No, I don't think they should be controlling the guns. At all? Like licenses and stuff or? Licenses is good. I think that's. But restricting what types of guns maybe isn't necessarily as important to you or? Not. I mean, I think think the point that we are with gun control as far as licensing and what guns you can get your hands on is decent. Um, But the thing is, if someone is going to commit a crime, if they're going to choose to get a hold of a dangerous weapon, they're not worried about the law anymore. So even if the law says you can't have it, they're still going to get it because they plan on doing something bad with it. But the other thing is you could just pick a different weapon explosives are easy to come by. Make them in your house. If someone wants to do damage to other people, they're going to do it. Fair enough. Melissa, this one actually addressed you personally. So I'm 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 only going to answer the second part then that that addresses me. Um, Do I feel any fear being a teacher? And the answer to that is no. No more than I did the day before. I, I mean, I'm exactly as in danger or as safe, however you want to look at it, as I was the day before. I teach in a school that is is relatively safe most of the time. Um, no metal detectors? No metal detectors in my school. No armed guards in my school. But like bad stuff has happened at my school that has endangered people. Um, certainly not to the extent of a shooting. But I mean, the reality is that working in any... I mean, high profile is not the right word. I do not have a high profile job where like thousands of people know who I am. But working in any place where there are a lot of people coming 
through my door. I mean, just even like there are lots of people coming through the school on a regular basis, both students, parents, community members, like people are coming in and out of the building and we have security and, and I feel comfortable with the level of security that we have. And I feel comfortable with the preparations that we have. But I mean, the reality is that we're not, we, we should not expect 100% safety in a, in a public space. And that's really sad to have to say about a, a school building, but it's, it's also the, the truth. And the, you know, my personal experience has been all of the really terrible things that have happened in the building have all been um, committed by students, actually, because I teach in a, a school with older students. But um, it could easily have been community members doing most of the things that have happened in our building. And um, we, we take precautions and we I think we respond appropriately when we can, um, when we know about things. But I can't live my life being terrified about who's going to come through my door. I do though. I mean, I'll be honest. I do have, I, I'm, I'm pretty big on like security rules. So I've had people come into my room before who I didn't know who hadn't called the office, hadn't given me a heads up that someone was coming to my room and I have asked them to leave. You know, it's kind of the only measure of control I have to protect myself and my students. And, and I use it with no no qualms, no guilt. That's good. You can be pissed at me if you want, but check in at the office, please. <laughs> Amy, thoughts? I have largely stayed away from the news about it because I did not want to get sucked in to the news about it. And so I've largely stayed away from the the gun control issue. There are a couple of people on Facebook and a couple of people that I've come across at work that will go one direction or the other very loudly. And I just, I've worked really hard to ignore them simply because I like Kelly said, the issue is that these people were killed, not not the weapons. And I mean the weapons are an issue, but that's not that's not the thing that people need to be focusing on at this point. I think I think in a few weeks that yes, it needs to be addressed, but it needs to not be addressed solely because of this incident. I think that it needs to be addressed because of the reality of the issue. And so just to say, oh, because this terrible thing happened, we need to address this issue. I think that's jumping on a bandwagon and that's that everybody is getting really heated because of that. And if they take a step back and then they say, okay, now that everybody's calmed down, let's address this issue like adults, they can address the issue. Uh, I'm with, I'm a mixture of Kelly and, and Amy. Like it sucks that this has become such uh, a distorted uh, antagonistic discussion and with Amy like watching people on Facebook just make fools of themselves has been kind of embarrassing and unfortunate that's uh, all I, people do on Facebook I, it's, yeah but these kind of things are just this is where political you know season and these kinds of tragedies are where you like start defending people the most probably because it's just like dude oh, yeah. Yeah. knock it off some people are just they won't let it go they just they've got this this sense of persecution yep. somehow and it's not about it's not about you at all. Yeah, especially with the Connecticut <laughs> thing. Really not about you. All so right, so get over yourself. we are at the end of our show. I'm going to do a quick wrap up, and then we. Oh well, wait, I got Christmas presents. Whoa! I didn't realize we had Christmas presents. Oh, I got a present. I got a bluer present. And then I wasn't sure about you girls, so you'll have bluer to uh, oh. divide these between yourselves in the colors that you like. Whoa! These yeah. So are... what are, we are we are wearing bracelets now. Yeah, or in the process of putting bracelets <laughs> ah, on this. No, no, keep going. Oh, keep going. Keep going. Oh. Uh, these are 
like the hottest thing in the Italian Riviera, French Riviera. So we're going to fit in real well here in Western Washington. And <laughs> they've been trying to break into the U.S. market. They're just cool. They are cool. And I had access. And I Kelly doesn't know how to use his. I just, just I can't tie a knot in it. <laughs> Friendship bracelet. Kelly has issues. Mm. Get it on. It's, a little, it's a little foofy. It's just, you know, a cool good luck bracelet. Well, thank you. <laughs> Kelly, you are a total Spring player. Loaded. <laughs> All right. Now we are going to wrap the show up. Uh, we can be contacted on Facebook, facebook.com. I still have a card. No, no, no. We don't read those yet. When we run we out of time, always get through all yeah. When we run out of time, oh, so we run you out end time. the show when we're done with the time, and then you do more recording afterwards. No, we, and then you put it into the show. No, we if put you those cards like back in the pool for the next show. That's why you don't read them. Put that back. Well, this is lame. Oh, I'm not going to be here. Facebook.com/slash so TNS Podcast. Like us online. You can also send us email at tnspodcast at gmail.com. I hope to have an extra special guest for January. Still need to line that up. But we need to talk to Aaron about the dubstep this week. Turns out it's not going to be dubstep at all. It's going to be a song from his band. Oh, cool. Yes. So I decided that we are going to play one of your Field of Wires songs. Very cool. The challenge is that the song as I know it is called Untitled Song Number 5. Yeah, that's it's a working (laughs) title. Is it? It is a working title. Okay, Although, good. you know, that's kind of a cool enough name that it could just stick. It, it could just stick, but you can't have a whole album called, you know, Untitled Song Number One, Number Two, Number Three, Number Four. No, well, the other songs would have different names. Uh, I mean, look at Mambo Number Five. That was a huge hit for quite song a while. Two. Blur had Song Two. Yeah. Song Two. Uh, so your band is pretty interesting. I think it sounds kind of like a mellow version of Weezer. I don't know if that's offensive to hear or not. Mm, um, it's not how I would describe it, honestly. I think that would be misleading. Um, Right now, we, I mean, the the three of us as a trio have been a band for a long time, since like 2005. And uh, we've gone through some changes that used to be three-piece rock band that was very like prog rock, you know, very intricate parts. And uh, over the years, we've been in and out of bands together, done different projects, come back together. And what we're trying to do is just create some really awesome tunes that are simple and easy for everybody to get into quickly. And basically, write hits. That's that's our goal. We're gonna write, write hits, hit songs, smash them charts. Actually, we have a music video for that song. Did you watch it? I don't remember. On Reformation, <laughs> we have a music video for that song, Untitled Number Five. Okay, and well, it's cool. All this stuff will be on so the Facebook page. So for everybody out there that's been listening, 2012 was a great year, and we look forward to giving you more awesome content in 2013. Until then, goodbye.